Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Casual Friday, everybody. This is Girl Power Half Hour. I'm Annette Bingham, and I've got Tasha Humphreys here. Hey, Tasha. Hello. Happy Friday to you. Yay, Friday. <laughs> I know a lot of people are really looking forward to the weekend, as they should be. Ma'am. Um, this was a short week, though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, but it didn't feel so. short. Because for no, me, I don't work on Mondays anyway. <laughs> I don't work on Mondays anyway. So when Monday's a holiday, I, I kind of get screwed out of the whole holiday experience. You feel cheated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I really blame do. you. I don't blame you. Well, this is question and answer day, and we do have some questions. But before we do, did you see how many likes we have, Tasha? I did. It's almost 160. I cannot I believe it's two away. So keep sharing. Keep letting people know about the show because we will have a giveaway when we reach 200 and we won't let you know what it is and we won't tell you how to enter until we reach that 200 mark. So keep sharing, keep sharing. Yay. So excited. Yay. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so it's Facebook dot com forward slash girl power half hour. Can't miss it. Well we do have some questions today. And the first question, I get you wanted me to do my question first, Tasha? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that You're question. Ready. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a good one. Well I got this question last night and the caller wanted to find out if and I think she's talking about mothers, not just women in general, but mothers. Should a mother feel guilty if she goes to work full-time or even part-time for that matter? If she leaves that traditional role that we quote-unquote think as traditional for moms, is that um, should she feel guilty about it? So I'm going to step in because I was that mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Raising kids, divorced, single, um, and came from a not really good marriage and struck out on my own. Um, And I had no choice but to work in order to support my kids. Right. Did I feel guilty? Oh, yes. Every single day. Because my kids were pretty young, you know, when I divorced. And um, I had to, I had not worked the whole time I was married. I worked off and on because he really didn't want me to work at all. But yet mm-hmm. we couldn't pay our bills, so it was like you know sometimes I did end up going behind his back and finding a job, and then he couldn't say much about it because we had to pay bills. But even then, when I was married, I felt guilty. And when I was single, I felt guilty. Was that the right attitude to take? No. Um, I look back on that and feel like I did what I had to do at the time. And it seems as if our, our those traditional roles that we had a long time ago don't always fit into our lifestyles anymore. 
you agree to well, it? Okay, yeah. Let me jump in really quickly and say a few things. One, I have two dogs, as you well know. I do not have children. Um, of course, there are women out there right now scoffing because that's not the same to them. I see it as the same, personally, just because yes. I'm 41 years old. I have two dogs. I'm not going to have kids. This is the closest I'm ever going to get to kids, and I certainly treat them as children. So having said that, whenever I started You know, I was self-employed for a long time, working from home. And whenever I went back to work, you know, it's a long story. We'll talk about it on another show. But whenever all that happened with me in the house, and we'll just call it the incident. We'll just call it, for purposes of on air, the incident with the spiders, and we'll tell the story later. Um, Arachnophobia, yes. Yes. Anyway, whenever the incident with the spiders occurred, I had to go back to work, not self-employed. We had just moved into a new space because of the incident with the spiders. And by we, I mean my dogs and I. And we were all quite traumatized by the experience. I was traumatized by the spiders. The dogs were traumatized by the move. And when I went back to work, I felt guilty because I was leaving them by themselves. And they were, I mean, they had separation anxiety. They were going through, you know, the transition of a new move and, and it's difficult to leave them because, I mean, they're freaking out when I left. And, you know, I had to go through rescue remedy and I had to do right. crating and, like, anything I could to keep one of them from killing herself trying to get to me wherever I might be in Lubbock. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think there's a part of it. It's not about so much about you going against a traditional role that's making you feel guilty. It's your innate um sense of nurturing and caring and that's what's causing you to feel quote unquote guilty. I'm not even sure that that's the, the term, but to feel like you're um leaving someone that you care about that depends on you for their care to go somewhere else because you can't take them with you. I think that's just a very normal feeling. And I also, like you said, Annette, on top of that I'm well aware, we're not in a situation anymore. I mean, personally, I I could not sit home and, and, and not do something for me. In fact, I personally feel, and this is not what I'm saying for everyone else out there, I don't want hate mail for this. I totally respect and appreciate women who stay home and take care of their home and take care of the kids. I have two great friends that do this. Um, and oh, I admire them job. because I, yeah, I personally could not do it. I mean, because it is so difficult and trying. Um. But, you know, and sometimes that is what someone has dreamed to do. That is their dream. That is their life's calling. But there are many of us that it, that it is not our life's calling. We don't want kids, or we do want kids, but we also want a career, and we have dreams and goals. And we want our, our girls and our boys to know that women are, are going out and getting careers. So by having a career, your daughter or your son is learning that. And I also feel that in this economy and the fact that there are so many broken homes these days, I mean, many times women have no choice, and they are the breadwinners, and many times it takes two incomes if there isn't a situation where there's a broken home. It takes two incomes to make it. You have to have a two-income home these days to make it unless one party is, you know, part of the elite or, or has a job that really allots quite a bit of income. 
because it's just very difficult to do it any other way, especially if you have, you know, mouths to feed and children that are dependent upon you, especially if you have more than one. Well, it is difficult, and I think I agree with you. And it's not that I was felt guilty from leaving the traditional role. I, I saw, even when I was married, that it was upsetting to the kids. Um, mm-hmm. even though I normally had really good places for them to stay, you know, not a problem sure. there. But it was still, I wasn't home with them. I wasn't able to do the things with them that I wanted to do um, because I was having to work. And then, of course, when I um, was out on my own with the kids, uh, you know, you had no choice. But being right. married and and going out and getting a job. I know there are people that are going to disagree with me. Oh, my goodness. There's lots of people that can disagree with me. (laughs) I believe, okay, do I think it's better to have a parent home? Yeah, I generally do think it's better to have at least one of the parents home. Do I feel like that it's a necessity for having to have a parent home to raise a well-adjusted, uh, happy, productive child? No. Um, it takes a lot of work. It takes, like they say, it takes a village. Right. And sometimes as either married or single, you have to look out for that village and say, I need the help. And right. luckily, when I was, single and had my kids, I was able to have some help with with raising them, you know, with knowing that they were taken care of, even though they were suffering from the divorce, as I was, you know, suffering from seeing them suffer. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was married, um, the stress of uh, being expected, now this is where the traditional roles come in, being expected to do it all, right? Um, work a full-time job, come home, take complete care of the kids, the house, the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, and everything. Um, that's, that was bad, <laughs> you know. Uh, it was Agreed. bad enough, you know, taking care of kids, um, which I loved doing being a stay-at-home mom and being able to do that, but the stress of having to not have enough money to even feed them properly, to pay the bills, to do the things we need, get them to the necessities that they needed, um, mm-hmm. that stress was much more than me working a full-time job. So Well, and let me let me say that, Okay, one, I agree with you that, of course, ideally, I think, um, you know, one parent, whether this be, um, you know, a woman and a woman, a man and a man, or a man and a woman family situation we're talking about, one parent home, sure, is always ideal just because, obviously, when a, a child is very young, we're talking infant, you know, newborn, infant, toddler, that's very good for them to have. I mean, ideally... I would like to be home with my dogs. You know what I mean? I'm not saying mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that in sarcastically. I'm saying that whenever they were transitioning into this new place, I would have liked to have been home with them for that time 
and help them through that transition. When people get a new puppy, same thing, you know, it's better if they can stay home with the puppy and help them through that and be there to take them out instead of having to crate them. Um, However, for many people, that is not possible. You know, whether it's a kid or a dog or, or a puppy, whatever the situation is, it's not possible for them. And I agree with you that difficulty really comes in, and we're kind of getting off the, the should they feel guilty. Personally, I mean, I think that you're going to feel. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's guilty that you're out of your traditional role, but I think that you're going to feel some sort of guilt because you're leaving your child, because I think that's normal as a mother or a father, whichever. Way, yeah, that's- Right, whichever is feeling that way. Exactly. Um, obviously, you love and care for your children, and you you feel responsible for them, and um, and you know that they need you, and so yeah, you want to be there. Um, and of course, we worry when we leave what might happen when we're gone, and if something does happen, we blame ourselves. There's all of that. But coming to the point where you're saying, you know, you you take a career, you you choose to work, and and then you're expected to do all the quote-unquote traditional role stuff when you get home. And that part, I think, is the outdated part in my mind because, and again, I, I'm not saying this for everyone. I'm saying in my mind um, because for me personally, I would think now, I mean, in this day and age, it's about setting boundaries and saying, okay, I work too. So we're splitting up, you know, the responsibilities, because this isn't about I'm a woman, I do this, you're a man, I, you do this. You know, like this is about uh, the same kind of responsibilities and ways you'd split it up if you were roommates. You yeah. have certain things you're going to do to take care of the house, and the other person has certain things they're going to do to take care of the house or the kids or what have you because you both have jobs. Um, I think now it's, to me personally, it's really about, making sure that you're setting those boundaries, asking for what you need, asking for help, and not trying to take on everything and be, quote, unquote, superwoman because you feel guilty. And in other words, not letting that guilt either be used as a manipulation by someone else in the family against you or use it against yourself and end up doing too much because you feel bad that you chose to work. Well, and, and when I was married, it wasn't that I felt um, I didn't do all of those things out of guilt. I did them because I could not set the boundaries um, right. in that relationship at that point in time. And it would not have been um, a healthy situation for me had I done that. And so I just did it. You know, it had to be right. done. So sometimes we find ourselves in that situation, and when we do, we just do it. Uh, Whether Mm -hmm. it's right or wrong, we just do it. And then we learn from it, and then later on, when the time is better for us, we can learn to set those boundaries, because I definitely have learned to set better boundaries now. I still have a long way to go. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I still have, have the ability now to know how to set a boundary and make mm-hmm. that decision for myself. So should should a mother feel guilty? No. Um, will she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily because I, you're breaking I, I out of... I yeah. finding within a relationship, uh, your partner, find out what each of you do well, and 
that be your job? If if you do, say it's a man and a woman, and, and the woman does better yard work than the man, and let her do the yard work, and she may enjoy it more. Uh, maybe he enjoys cleaning or doing the dishes or whatever. Um, so find those jobs that each of you enjoy and, and come up with a plan. Um, but don't let it be that you feel like you have to to be superwoman because all that does is leads to nervous breakdowns and poor health. So... Yeah, and I mean, you're not really very supportive to the rest of the family or there for them because honestly, um, you you end up resenting even if it's not mm-hmm. intentional, and that comes out toward the kids, toward your husband or oh, your yeah. wife or, or whatever the situation may be. Because you know, I'm not um, I'm not discounting even you know non-traditional situations here. I'm just saying that personally, I don't think that the the guilt that you're going to feel is, I mean, depending on your background and depending on even your religion or depending on how your particular family structure looked, you know, how that looked when you were growing up, I don't know necessarily that your guilt is going to come to you because of the fact that you're breaking out of a quote-unquote traditional role. Um, I do, like Annette, I do agree that you're going to feel that anyway. Um, And it's it's very easy for people who think that you should be in a quote-unquote traditional role to use that feeling that you're having to make you think that it's because you're taking on a non-traditional role. But that's a social construct in terms of gender, and that that really, in other words, doesn't really exist, you know, because when you think about a man and a man who are married and have kids or a woman and a woman who are married and have kids, uh, clearly, there is no man chores or woman chores. There are just chores, you know. <laughs> and there is no like uh, the woman stays home and the man goes to work. I mean, people just work and someone stays home if they choose to. There's no, you know, there isn't one particular person that's socially designated to do it. So I, I and, kind and of feel like are, it's time there are there are women who are happiest in that role as stay-at-home mom and are able to do that. And right. um, there are couples that live that way, and that's fine. Exactly. But if there comes a time where one of them feels like that's not what they want to do anymore, then they need to be open to talk about it and uh, share about it and make changes if they need to. And, so, you know, honestly, when we talk about – because when I talk about feminism, I'm obviously – talking about the actual term feminism that talks about equality for the sexes, not just, and with nothing to do with supremacy or male bashing. So when I think about it, I think about the men that choose to stay home and be stay-at-home fathers, and that happens more and more. And, yeah, and and it happens more and more. It's very, uh, it's a growing, you know, idea, which I I love. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, you can tell how socially constructed it is because, you don't see a lot of baby changing tables in the men's bathrooms, you know, yeah. and that uh, there are obviously stay-at-home dads who who need who need that, and so you look around at all the different aspects of things that are suited toward only women staying home or being with the children at all times, and it's unfortunate because there are men that are doing this, and and and, and there are men out there, you know, advocating for those changes, but it's an interesting thing to think about. 
and how, you know, yeah. obviously this is socially constructed to be that way, and they've really never allowed it to be any other way because if you did, I mean, you had to make all these other uh, accommodations because things were not were not set out like that for us. So it's and interesting things how things are changing. changing. Things yeah, are exactly. totally changing. Which, yay. <laughs> right? Exactly. Change is good. Yes, it is. All right. Well, what's your next question? Okay. Well, I have an interesting one, which I was excited because this came from one of my dear male friends who has, he actually was a neighbor of mine for a long time, and he found out that we were doing this show, and he said, if you guys ever do a segment on the women's perspective um, on what it means to be a gentleman these days, tell me, because I really want to know. He said, I'm really curious, because, I mean, women are independent, quote-unquote, ass-kickers now, <laughs> but still want a gentleman, which used to mean open doors, be polite, pay for the movie and the dinner and the cab and everything, and it pretty much now seems a bit outdated. So his question, of course, let me just kind of rephrase it for him, um, is what is a woman's perspective on a gentleman? Like what does that mean to us now? What does that look like to be a gentleman? Uh, you know, for me, I, I think it just means to be uh, as respectful as I plan on being to him Mm-hmm. And to uh, you know, it's not about buying the dinners and buying the movie tickets and all of that anymore for me. What it is is maybe I'll open a door if I get there first, or maybe he will, or he's going to be right. thoughtful enough to think about my feelings, and I'm going to be thoughtful enough to think about his feelings. And it's it's not really about being a gentleman. It's just being about being a compassionate, loving human being. I right. mean, that's what I it agree is for me. I agree with you 100%. And let me tell you why I agree with you 100%. One, I personally don't even consider the term gentleman anymore. And the reason no. it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that that is simply a term that is used for so many different, uh, for instance, strip clubs are typically called gentlemen's clubs. Right. Right. So when I think of a gentleman, I don't personally think of a guy putting a dollar in a G-string for a half-naked or almost naked or completely naked person. That's not what I think of. So I think of, like you, someone who is respectful and considerate and kind and compassionate, caring, thoughtful, all of the things that I try to be toward me, and mm-hmm. they they are that as as a person. And you know, if they happen to be a man, then I consider them to be a nice person. I consider them to be a good man. I don't really yeah. ever call them a gentleman. Just like I never really refer to myself as a lady. You know, no. I mean, I cuss way too much to be considered a lady. But, that, um, is so no, I, that is so true. That is so true. I have to excuse my language all the time with Annette. She's aware of this. Um, but, you know, I I just personally have always had taken issue with the Gentleman's Club. Um, and I, I, it's just interesting to me that they use that word. And so I just kind of refuse to use it because I don't 
think that that necessarily means a good man. I just think it's a term. I think you you have all these qualities. And like you said, if if they choose to pay for the dinner, okay, because they're doing that out of the kindness of their heart, of their heart not because it's their job, you know, like because that's what they want well, to do. Well, and, and for instance, if I, if I call up some guy and I say, hey, let's go to dinner, mm-hmm. am I expecting him to pay? No. No, because you I'll either pay for my own or pay for both or, you know, right. something. Now, if right. he calls me and says, hey, let's go to dinner, um, sure, you know, right. he could pay for it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just, it just depends on on the situation exactly. and the understanding between the two people. But it's it's definitely compassionate, caring, thoughtful, um, not stuck in their head too much, looking out for other people's feelings. I mean, that to me is is somebody that, um, in the traditional term of gentleman, is what I would consider a gentleman. Although I, don't I like agree, that and word let either. me, I, yeah, and let me just say to this particular person, Brad. Um, you just keep me in you because I personally know you and you are a very sweet man. You're a very good man. You're very kind-hearted and compassionate and loving and respectful and thoughtful and considerate. And I was blessed to have you, grateful to have you as a neighbor. And by all means, that's who you are. That's it. That's your heart. And you keep being that because that is being who you are and being being yourself and, and that self being loving and considerate and thoughtful and kind, that's not outdated. That is not an outdated notion. It's who you need to be, and I hope that you'll continue to be that no matter what. It's just being a compassionate human being, loving human being. It has nothing to do with gender. No, you know? not at all. And that's where the problem has come in, you know, is people just get get really bogged down in the gender and that's that's what right. feminism is all about is trying to is trying to stop that because people are so caught up in the gender in the social constructs of gender that they they get it get it gets complicated because they don't know what they should or shouldn't do because are they in or outside of their role and that's you know that's what we just like you said we're all human and that's the important part just be human yay and <laughs> and i've got to i've got to say that I am so thrilled that on our Facebook page we have a lot of guys who like our page. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Yay. They're supporting us, ladies. Yeah. So And let me tell you uh, why that's interesting because again, it's not about it's not about gender. I don't want to make it sound like that, but the reason that we're saying that and the reason that we're excited is because I personally live in a West Texas town and it's still got a bit of that backwards mentality which I battle quite often and Annette knows this and Mm -hmm. um, there were a few people initially that weren't going to like it and weren't going to listen because they were men and they felt like that this is strictly for women. Now of course the title of the show kind of throws them off but it's just nice to know that whether they're going to listen or not they're supporting it because that means that they're not getting bogged down in the social constructs and that's awesome. Well, and they realize, hopefully they realize that we're not on here male bashing because that's not exactly. what we're here for. Yeah. Um, no. And uh, so that's, that just makes me happy to know that these guys are on there and they are supporting us in what we're doing and, and it's bridging that gap. 
that we've yeah. got. Um, just like, you know, I'd support them if they had a radio show that I knew oh, about. Sure. You know, yeah. I think it would be awesome. So mm-hmm. um, I just think it's really cool. Hey, Tasha, before we have to end the show, tell people yeah. what we're going to be talking about next Wednesday. Oh, um, well, actually, let's talk about the full week. First of all, remember that we have Mindfulness Monday, and we had discussed with you um, whether or not you wanted us to do meditations or if you wanted us to keep giving you simple tips on relaxation or meditation or whatever it might be. Will you please, listeners, give us some feedback on that because we still don't know exactly what we're going to be doing and we're just kind of we're just kind of continuing to do those simple tips because that seems to be where we get most of our listeners but we really want your feedback we want to know what you want tuesday's topic tuesday wednesday is our wellness wednesday and on wednesday we're going to be discussing uh things that women do wrong regarding sex so we're going to talk about sex ladies and gentlemen if you're out there listening to us um that's three-letter that three-letter word, yes, gets us into a lot of trouble, and at the same time, <laughs> gives us a lot of fun. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about sex on Wednesday, and then of course we have thoughtfulness Thursday, and again Q and A Friday. Go ahead and send us questions for Casual Friday next week, because certainly we want to go ahead and get those from you, so we can plan for that. It's never too soon to send them to us. Awesome, awesome. Well. I've enjoyed today, and I've enjoyed this week, and regardless of all the chaos we had at the beginning of the week, I think it's smoothed out some. So (laughs) we will for sure be talking to you all next Monday on Mindfulness Monday, and let us know what you're thinking about, and we'll see you then. Bye.